It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels. Today is Thursday, September 10th. That was my dad's birthday. Anyway, uh, 2015, and I am here with Todd Allen Kudabak, author of Life Mastery Keys and your host of Life Mastery Radio. Hey, Todd. Hey, hey, how's your day? Oh, I already said that. Can't say that. Again. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So um, anyway, uh, our topic today, and you, your um, thing was, hold on, it wants to restart. I don't want to restart. I'm going to postpone for one hour. Okay. So our topic today is clutter, which you uh, sent me a message and said, gee, I don't know if that's a whole chapter, but... I'll tell you, these are the sub-chapter headings that we came up with, and you can decide if you like it or if you want to pitch it. We could go on to health and well-being, for example. But I think there's a lot more clutter in the world today uh, than there was. we already talked about clutter, didn't we? Well, we talked about it very, very briefly in the um, other section when I mentioned squirrels, you know, when you read through uh, Chapter 4 on Dedication and Commitment. Right. I mentioned clutter, and of course, if we go forward and we, you know, and we decide to do this, um, you know, then I'll put, you know, we have a whole chapter on clutter in chapter number seven. I think that's the one that we're missing, Denise. Let's see. Oops, because we got a week ahead of ourselves. Well, I have the I have the outline in front of me, so let me let me just scroll to the top so we can just kind of go through where we're at, okay. Um, chapter one was on explaining the problem. Um, chapters two, three, and four were kind of about intention, accessing your, the power of your purpose. Right. And then chapter two was purpose and meaning. Chapter three is intention. Chapter four is dedicated. Oh, my husband's bringing me a cup of tea. Excuse me, let me set that down here. Okay. Chapter four is dedication and commitment. And then chapter five, which I gave you a week ahead of, you know, a week before this, you know, wasn't exactly in chronological order, was the, uh, in the mystery, you know, and that was just all about spirit and spirituality. Okay. Right. And we did, we did health and well-being last week. No, we haven't talked about health and well-being. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. We have. Yes. We have health and well-being, and I I uh, transcribed it, and I need to write that one up for you. And then, yeah. so the second chapter in the health section is on clutter, and our chapter subheadings we came up with. If you want to do it, is clutter is distracting, the lack of focus, shiny objects syndrome. You mentioned the law of distraction. Um, a story about clutter, about the woman who prayed to the elevator god, which you told me, but I thought it fit better in this chapter. Huh? Uh, 
accumulating too much stuff and shutting off the flow and the drain of clutter. And I really think things like social media and smartphones and all that are a form of clutter when they're not used in the best way. Yeah. So anyway, so do you do you still want to do this chapter or not, or how are you feeling? Let's see what flows out. I was okay. kind of thinking we were going to be on abundance tonight. I forgot about us saying, and, and I, I have my outline, and I kind of got goofed up because we put in. Well, so number I mean, five would be mystery, and number six is health and well-being. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's what I got. That's what I got. Um, now, if you've been like, you know, mulling over thoughts about what you want to say about abundance, let's talk about abundance and come back to clutter. Okay. I'll just make sure that I remind you a couple days ahead of time. How's that sound? That sounds like that would work. You'd rather do that? Okay. All righty. So... Moving forward, today's topic is abundance, okay? <laughs> so um, I don't Oops. know if you have the outline. What What's happened? that? Oh, something started on my computer. and That was kind of weird. I don't know if you have the outline in front of you or not, uh-huh. but uh, um, I have it in front of me, so we both can see the chapter headings. It's about su- creating success, in, and I have the word live there. It should be life change that here on my end, okay? Uh, Generated from connection with source, um, gratitude, huge in generating abundance, giving and receiving, being in the groove and in the flow and making room for bigger and better. So I thought what I'd start with is ask you about sort of your relationship to abundance or maybe times in your life when there was a lack of abundance. Um, well, abundance, abundance is a law. It's a universal law. And I don't think that it would be so prevalent in a lot of the self-help books that we read or that people talk about. Or To me, it's a, it's a buzzword um, that, that people know about, but they don't know about it. Does that make sense? It does. So what's great in chapters like this is that we want to make sure that it's, you know, good reading and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a story. I started kind of the story of Amanda in the book, who's kind uh-huh. of a, you know, made-up character. But I thought I'm going to start oh, it. Oh, that uh, was really good. I, I thought that I, was really cool. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to kind of continue as she goes down her path of figuring out, you know, what yeah. she wants to do in interior design and, you know, getting getting another job and having more fun. And Well, you know. we introduced her in the first chapter and then, yes. Yeah, yes. I think so it's... now I'm like adding to her, you know. Yeah. But, but I want to start a male character as well, you know. Oh. So anyway, um, just, you know, male and female. So, um, but what I, what I'd like to know from you is, would you say you've always had? Um, I mean, we all have abundance, no matter what. We're always getting what we what we want, even though we think it's what we don't want, you know. But um, w- would you say that you have, say, a better relationship with abundance now than you did maybe fifteen years ago, or something? Certainly, I had no concept of it. I had no, I had no 
understanding of how it worked. So I'd always been taught, you know, work hard for everything that you want. And you really have to buckle down and you really have to, you know, if you want something, you just got to work extra, extra hard for it. And what I've come to understand is, is that that's totally backwards from the way abundance works in our lives. As a matter of fact, the harder you work through sheer force and brute horsepower, it actually shuts the flow of abundance off. Certainly, we get what it is that we are striving for, but at, at huge costs. How did you How did you get that lesson, Todd? Did you have like some big ahas in your life, or did the lights just suddenly come on? Well, or? I was introduced to the principles and the thoughts and ideas through unity teachings, believe it or not, and and then I began to, you know, use affirmations and 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 get rid of that thinking of lack in my life because what we focus on is what we focus on and pay attention to, that's what we get more of. Right. Right. So Do you the question if, if if in the past you know, I've always been kind of a just a positive thinker. And so was I enacting the law of abundance without any conscious awareness? Probably. Probably. But I just didn't understand the dynamics and how it worked. Right. Did you... Um, so so you feel like... you ha, Would you say that you've always been financially abundant? Personally or even as a kid... Um, well, let's say as an adult. That's it. that's kind of easier for people to wrap their brain well, around. Well, in the Marine Corps, I was pretty much taken care of. Everything. Right. In the Marine Corps, I was pretty much taken care of. Um, the Marine Corps taught me a trade that I was always able to utilize to give me sustenance. So I can't really say that I've never had nothing, because we always have something. I mean... Um, but it's whether or not I was, how do I want to say, it's whether or not I was happy with what I had. Okay, there we go. There's a jumping off point. Or satisfied with what I had or had an understanding that I was getting what I was thinking about. Or I was getting what it is, what it was that, yeah, I was thinking about. Mhm. And were you happy and satisfied with what you had? I don't think in my early adult years I was. I was always striving. I was always fighting. Right. Fighting for something better, or. You know, just you had to work hard. You had to work hard to get somewhere, but it, I can't really say I had the direction of where I wanted to get to. <laughs> you know, I've always seen, um, and, and this is just kind of to give me some context, Todd, I've always seen people who have issues with drugs and alcohol as there is a form, there is some element of escapism in that. It's like I just can't deal with 
whatever, you know, and, right, and using not, that. I'm not achieving my dream or my goals or. Right. Was and, was that any of it for you? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you try and fill that big hole or that open void. void that you feel like there's just. And and this is the law of abundance in itself too. Is there's just that feeling of lack of. There must be something else. Well, if you're thinking about lack and you're focused on lack or things that you don't have, that's exactly what you're going to get more of. That's the way the law of abundance works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what turned it on for you? You said there were unity teachings. Was there any particular like lesson or something that was like that epiphany? Moment I don't know for that you. There was any epiphanies other than just the understanding of the concept of how my thoughts and what it was that I was thinking about put me into that flow where things popped into my world or things. Now, when you first started kind of working with affirmations, did you buy into the concept and say, "What"? Well, wow, this is cool, or were you like, you know, like, I don't know, but I'll give it a try kind of mindset? I had, I had, or? Yeah, people who, told, you know, try it, try it till you like it. Believe, you know, things that were told to me were believe that I believe this until you can believe it, but at least try it. Give it a shot. So many people wouldn't be talking about the positive effects it has in their lives if it didn't work. So right. try it. Right. And when did you notice that you were getting some kind of positive results from your affirmations? Oh, things I would think about would all of a sudden, you know, come into my reality. Um, I told you about an affirmation that I have, I'm, and I've had this for a very long time, is I'm always where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. Right. And right. It never fails how often I am right where I'm supposed to be when somebody's going to call me or come find me. or um, So affirmations, especially when they're positive ones, have the ability to increase your vibrational energy to attract those things that you're thinking about. It's a, it's a vibration thing. It's when when you set up good positive affirmations and you're practicing a really good attitude of gratitude and you're practicing giving as well as practicing see a lot of us aren't taught how to receive. Right. And and that's a huge part of abundance is is being able to receive because then you're validating the reception of that item and increasing that vibrational energy even more. Right, right. You know, I, I so many times I have, you know, offered to give someone something, you know, and whether it's helping them with a little money or something or, you know, whatever it is, oh, no, 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 I couldn't take that. Right. Okay. Right. And then... You know, when I say never turn away a gift that's given, 
with a kind heart. That's true. Because what you're doing is you're telling spirit, I don't want abundance. Right. And they'll go, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take it, you know, whatever it is, you know. Even <laughs> even in giving, even in giving, and I'm trying, I'm losing the name of what they call it, but even giving with no expectation of any return. So like, you know, you're at McDonald's and you pay for the person behind you or you're standing in line at a at a fast food restaurant and you pay for the person behind you and at the grocery store and at Starbucks before yeah there's no expectation of any kind of personal self gratification of doing that you just do that you know it's it's the gift but there's three things that happen when you do that it's 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 the, 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 the satisfaction, or not the satisfaction, but it's the feeling, the energy, the vibration that you get from doing it. It feels, makes you feel good all day. Then there's the person that receives it, and that amplifies your, whether you believe it or not, you're in tune with that whole energy trans, transformation, not transformation, transference. But then... There's also the people that witness it. So it, it is, it's just an intense energy boost in your vibrational frequency. I found it always being, brings a big smile to the cashier. Certainly. Or you anybody know. that, even the people standing in line that witness it, or you know, the person that's behind them, or the person that just happened to hear what you were doing. It, it's just like, wow, you know, and... That's just a huge boost into the energy field of the all of spirit, and and by doing that, that that gives spirit an affirmation or validation to keep you in abundance, to keep that positive energy flow going. Mm-hmm. When we shut that off, it's a struggle to get back up on top, and and. You know, then you wonder why. Well, why is all this stuff happening to me? Well, you've shut that flow off. You've shut that energy vibration off. Right, and yet we think we're being nice, and we think we're being, you know, kind. And and it's really unfortunate that the expression "it's better to give than receive" has gotten so much traction because people forget the second half of that is the receiving. Right, and they're the same thing. You get the same feeling with both of them. They're both they're both hugely a part of abundance and the law of abundance. And there, ergo, the the law of attraction. I mean, they're just so closely tied. But giving and receiving are one and the same. Right. When would you say you started to notice? You know, sort of consciously, wow, I, I'm kind of getting this stuff. I'm in the flow of abundance. All kinds of magical things occurred in my life that just affirmed it. You know, there's the fox story, which between me and you was probably a coyote, but in my mind it was a fox. <laughs> we won't tell your readers that. We'll keep that between me and you. Oh, I know. I'm just, I'm coming clean on that because it, but in my mind and in my mind's eye right now, and at that time, that was a coyote. I mean, a, a fox. That was a fox, too. 
and they and do. Exactly all that matters, really. Exactly. Uh, true. True. True story. Um, so when, you know, all kinds. When I was early in recovery and early studying with Mary Mann and Morrissey, and I was really in the groove of practicing these laws and these principles and the unity thoughts and ideas of abundance and attraction, and what you think, what you know, thoughts become things, and. I I I I was living off that because I'd never I'd never um I'd never heard of these things although I'd always heard of a positive mental attitude and you know studied Brian Tracy and all of those things but I'd never heard them balled up in quite this way so I started to practice them and oh gosh just magical things you know I'd I'd think of a person and boom, I'd be at the mall, and the minute I think of them, there they are, standing in right there in front of me or walking toward me. Right. Um, um, and it just happened two days ago. My daughter called me, and I missed the phone call, and I called her back, left a message. And then it was like three days later, and I'm driving in my truck thinking, oh, you know, I wonder what she wanted. And two seconds later, she called me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Those those kind of magical experiences. Now, synchronicity. Yeah, abundance isn't all about material things. Abundance is about th- th- those are certainly after effects of being in the flow of abundance. But being in the flow of abundance means really. A, a, a really groovy feeling about life, a really groovy feeling about being connected to the all and, and encompassing that high vibrational energy frequency that just is uplifting. Right. Now, a byproduct of being in that energy and being integral in, in with source and is material things that we think about or that we require. Um, abundance is is all about there is enough for everyone it, and the universe is abundantly resourceful at giving you creative ideas giving you creative things giving you things to create things with um, I kind of gotten off on a tangent here so stop me if I keep yeah, on no, you're okay you know, because the thing is, is what I was going to ask you, and you seem to be answering right now, is what would be sort of like your definition of abundance? Abundance is a constant flow of creative energy. Okay. So here's a really good example why did man why was man so dependent upon the horse and buggy for for so long right why did it take so long for him to invent or come up with the automobile cuz henry ford wasn't born yet <laughs> well but there was there was no there was no ability for anyone to think about the need right they were they were self-sufficient in the way that they did things and the, the things that they had, and it worked. So there was really no, there was no need. There was no, there was no demand for it, right? right. 
Yeah, that's a simple marketing answer, really. Yeah. But yet somebody tuned into that creative intelligence. And now, in today's world, what would we ever do without it? Oh, my gosh. Right? I mean, it's just crazy. It's always been there. It 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 has not ever not been there. I mean, the idea for it. But somebody had to think about it and create the demand for it. That's so, kind of... Did I lose you on, on the whole abundance thing? Because that's everything that well, we Well, you're saying it's a, it's a flow of creative energy. Right. You know. So how do people create their own flow of abundance, uh, their own creative flow of energy in their lives? First, you have to get rid of the thoughts of lack. Okay. you gotta, you got to totally... And it's a practice to begin to think, begin to catch yourself when you're thinking, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. You have everything that you need. Everything, every thought, every idea, everything that has been thought and will be thought exists right here, right now. And I think that's a really good message for millennials because, you know, they're sitting here thinking, what can I do? What is it that I can create? Everything's been created already, right? And mm-hmm. I, I can get that mental attitude from them because I had it myself. You know, what big invention could I ever come up with? Everything's already done. Well, that's what they thought when they were still using candles to light houses. Yeah, yeah. what was it in 1915, you know, so that's 100 years ago right now, there was a move to close down the U.S. Patent Office because they felt everything that could possibly be invented had been invented. <laughs> you remember hearing about that? I, I do remember reading something somewhere about that, and it's just crazy. So, you know, somehow we need to come up with that approach for millennials that there's always something new to create, new to invent. There's some need to satisfy. But the way that we come up with those is to get connected with source. So that's that's the next real important point in opening up that flow of energy is understanding well, where does it come from? Where does abundance come from? Who create? How, do, how does that all sink in? Well, it all sinks in from source or God or whatever it is that you understand. Right. Right. Which, of course, you know, they will have read about in the chapter previously. Sure. So, anyway. And um, when did you start noticing? Like, can you think of a time when you went, wow, this is starting to click for me? Um. You said the fox was one incident. Yeah, and I don't know that that's so much abundance, but, you know, to this day, Denise, I don't know why, other than this principle of abundance, how my shop has been open for 16 years, through all the ups and downs, through all the little hiccups, through all the market crashes and 9-11 and... If it were not for my mental attitude of understanding the law of abundance and that and that people that needed things fixed would end up at my front door, 
I, I have no idea how else it would have stayed open, right? Right. So sometimes the shop would be slow. Here's a good example. Some, sometimes the, the shop would be slow, and I'd noticed it for three or four days in a row. And I just consciously think of a, a picture of me fixing a hydraulic part, right? Just kind of working on it and fixing it. And I'll be darned if in the next couple of hours, three or four of those would come walking in the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, when times were tough, you might have gotten, you know, a, a, a steady flow of business because people would be like, fix my machine, rather than them going out and buying a new one. Sure. That's always big. And, and yeah. You know? That's huge. And then when things were really... Uh, high and uh, up on plane, you know, people would buy new machines more than, than they would fix them. So I can see those ebbs, ebbs and flows for sure. Right, right, right. So one of the things that you have here on our uh, chapter subheadings it, under abundance, as you said, it's about creating success in life. And you've touched on that. Obviously, we know abundance is not just about finances. But tell me about how Abundance is about creating success in life. That creative energy. So it's not all about material things. So abundance is also our complete mental attitude of everything that I want, I can have, or everything that I want, I can create, or everything that I want, I can bring to me, right? That that is how we create success in our life because when we have that mental attitude and we've totally gotten lack out of our mindset, then those things, it's just a constant flow. And, you know, it's not a matter of how much can I get. Once you get in tune with these ideas, it's not a matter of how much can I get. It's a matter of how much can I handle. How much can I handle? Can you say a little more about that? How much, you know, how much, uh, how much abundance can I physically? How much take? good can you stand? I've yeah. heard it said that way before. There you go. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 about being in that high vibrational state where you're grateful for everything that you have and gratitude in what's coming your way, even though you don't know. Being it's back to being in the mystery, you know. Right, right, you know, um, you mentioned gratitude, you know, and I know gratitude is really huge. Um, share with me what you feel is the role of gratitude in creating abundance, whether it's financially or in other ways, um, and, you know, how it kind of ties together with a flow of creative energy. So the universe wants you to have everything that you want. And unless we have an attitude of gratitude, there's no feedback system back to spirit, God, the universe. There's no feedback system. So it doesn't think that you got it, you're getting it, or you're worthy of it, right? So when we... Get this attitude. So it thinks you don't you don't get this. So we're going to hold off a little while here. Right? Or did you you know it, it, it? Did you get it yet? Or 
are you that interested in it or you know where's your interest at when you mm-hmm. c- and it's like this loop so what you do is you close that loop to the flow so by creating an attitude of gratitude you're then looping it back to spirit saying hey you know this is really cool stuff i really dig this keep it coming so you close that loop off it's not a one way one way flow and you know, there's a lot of people on this planet. Spirit needs to know that you're grateful. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not going <laughs> to. It's like it's like it shuts shuts down the flow. Yeah, or it, 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 actually what it is is that you're not in that flow. It doesn't know that you're in the flow. The flow is there, but it just has no idea where you're at. It's lost. It, it doesn't have any kind of feedback to know that everything's in that flow. I'll tell you what, that's a totally different way of looking at it than I've ever heard, this idea of kind of a feedback loop, which kind of works with you as the radio show host and everything. You know, that's cool. That's cool. That's because I just thought of it. (laughs) I've um, never heard it either. (laughs) That's great. I like it. So, Tell me, do you have any practices around gratitude? Like I remember at one point in time, Oprah would say, you know, like make a list of five things you're grateful for that day before you go to bed. And, you know, you know a lot think of, about five things you're grateful for before you get out of bed the next morning and, you know, sure. stuff like there's, that. There's a lot of different techniques. And, and as long as you're practicing some kind of gratitude where you're letting Source know that, hey, this is good stuff, this is really great, I'm digging this, and and you're grateful for the people in your lives and however you can work it to show that gratitude as long as you as you practice something now some people write some people every night before they go to bed they'll write down everything they're grateful for for that day and they just start writing you know at first it's just simple things and then those those really big ideas start to flow and it, it's a great way to get you know material or um, visions about what it is that you want to call for yourself the next day, but just just a validation of that you're grateful for everything that you've received and you're getting and the people and it doesn't have to be material things; it can be all things. So, for a person who is reading this and they come to this book feeling like, yeah, whatever, it's like, how do you make that flip from? being sort of in the irony or in the sarcasm or, you know, that kind of mindset to being in the gratitude because it can feel a little Pollyanna-ish at first. Um, And this is what I can say about the way it works. So it it is like a big loop and something that was, explained to me or a way that it was explained to me was it doesn't happen instantaneously. So just like a freight train going full bore down the railroad tracks, just because you hit the stop button here doesn't mean that's where that train's going to stop, right? It takes like five miles or ten miles to stop. It has to roll out. So when you stop the mental thoughts about the lack and everything that you don't have in your life, and you start to flip that, you need to just keep thinking that, keep not thinking about lack, and get 
that train moving again. Give it some throttle, but it's going to take longer for it to get up to speed than it probably did to stop it. Now, we can all look at places in our lives that were that that we feel were abundant and 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 look at that and get that feeling. See, that's the other thing about abundance and the law of abundance is the more the more you tie emotion into the wants, needs, and desires, spirit and source really picks up on those feelings and that energy, and especially when it's good, high vibrational energy, to help begin to send those things your way or those opportunities your way or those creative ideas or those creative well, creative thoughts and ideas are the same thing. But those things... And we've all experienced it. Everybody has some experience of being abundant and and floored at something that came into their being that they were thinking about. Because of our conditioning, you know, we're just not in tune to that, especially the whole receiving thing. It, the whole receiving thing is is just key. Um, you know, our, our conditioning as, as young kids just doesn't let us do that it's just like you said somebody hands you money and you're like you know your pride takes over and you're like "Eh, that's okay i don't need that you you keep that you need it more than i do no you can't do that you need to receive that because that makes them feel good it makes you feel good and that whole energy thing builds right so i think to answer that question i think we all experience we all have some knowledge of it working in our lives somehow we just need to turn up the volume yeah, for just for those who are, you know, uh, pay attention to, you know, the media and pop culture and you know that kind of stuff. There's a there's a lot of um, a sense that to be happy is to be uncool. Huh? Really? I never. You know? Well, haven't you ever, you know, like, I mean, have you ever seen, like, a rock star smiling on the cover of their album? <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's, there's a certain amount of truth to that. And, you know, all that, that right there is a perfectly good example of just sheer force and brute horsepower of, you know, powering through something. Granted, there are those that are in tune to spiritual principles and practices, and there are those that do that that are successful, and there are those that make it to to success so quick that their their nervous system can't handle um, that abundant flow. And so what do they end up doing? They resort to drugs, alcohol, and sometimes even death. Right, right, right. So, you know, it's like those people that, you know, they're like crazy in love with some rock band, they see them scowling on the cover, so they think it's uncool to be happy in the world, right. you know. So, and I mean, you know, we're going back to, you know, Rolling Stones in the 1970s, right? When we were kids, you know. So, anyway. But, you know, for that, I would say take a look around. I mean, who are you hanging out with? And, and are yeah, you that's, that's, a, that's a big one, who you're hanging out with. It's huge. Because if you're hanging out with the nattering nabobs of negativity, you know, it's more challenging to be positive and upbeat. I've heard it like this, too, is, is that, if you took your five closest friends 
and averaged their income, that would be your income. That's about where you're at, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you know, if you're looking on the horizon for change and, and you know, you want you want great things for yourself and a great life and a happy, successful life, believe that I believe this stuff until you can believe it and prove to yourself that it works. So hanging out with the right people is definitely a part of it. You really have to be careful of who your friends are. You know, we we if we That's a whole book right there. You yeah. know, right? If, if, yeah. If we if we talk to our friends the way that we talk to ourselves, we probably wouldn't have those friends anymore. We'd break up. <laughs> yeah. right. Or but they'd those, break up with us. But it's the same the other way too though. Those people with their negative thoughts, emotions, attitudes and behaviors reflect right onto us and we begin to vibrate at that to level. To that level. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you mentioned giving and receiving earlier in our conversation, you know, and that idea of of being a good receiver and the importance of it. And then sometimes giving kind of just for no random reason, you know, random acts of kindness. Random acts right? of kindness. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the phrase you know, I was looking for. That's like um, I was in line at the grocery store and I noticed this guy fishing in all of his pockets to find money to pay for what he had, you know, just ahead of me. And I just handed the cashier's bill and I said, would you just take care of it for this gentleman? Right. You know, the best, and uh, he, the best he was way, stunned. The best kind of random acts of kindness is to set yourself up where there is no way that you would get personal self-gratification out of that act. That's really how philanthropy always used to work, is people who gave did so anonymously, right. always. Right, right. You know, now it's become kind of a big PR gesture. Right. You know? So you're right. still getting some kind of self-gratification, but the idea there is to really get the most power out of it, and you can, I mean, experience it for yourself, there can't be any kind of personal or self-gratification in it. Right, right. It's it's giving for the sake of giving yep. and receiving, A, for your own pleasure, but B, also for the pleasure of the, of the giver. You're honoring that person. That's the best way to look at it. Instead of saying, no, you, I, I don't need that, you know, that's the, our own self-pride. Man, when you take that from them, you're honoring them. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So you started talking about this a little bit, but I think we could definitely expand upon it, this idea of being in the groove, being in the flow. How do you know when you're in the flow, and how do you know when, man, I am not in the flow? (laughs) Well, I mean, we're human, right? And we're going to have our human experiences, but being in the groove is, life life becomes magical. You're happy, um, Things seem to be abundantly coming your way. Um, uh, It it, it is a a really groovy feeling when, you know, you can come home from work and you're just happy, go lucky, and you're ready for the next thing. And 
So you being in the groove is is that you're in that flow. You you've got high energy, you've got high vibrational energy. You understand that you know there's a connection that you have with source. That's your number one connection and that's what's giving you all of this power. We're still of course humans. things happen and but when things happen, you know, not not hitting that negative bus right out of the gate. Why me? Oh, what's this all about? Why does this have to happen to me? But yet looking for the gift, looking for that opportunity and what is occurring and being able to step back from it and observe that. Right. Life is right. still going to happen. It doesn't mean that life won't happen. And there's lessons to be learned. That's why they happen. If, Like I've said before, if it were a perfect world, there wouldn't be any reason for us to even be here. Right. It's... um. It's, you know, and you've heard this said, I'm sure, many, many times. It's not about what happens. It's about how we respond to what happens. Exactly. It's our reaction. Yeah. And, and you know, part of becoming aware and um, and here's the biggest thing is, is that these experiences that we have then become teaching moments for others. Right? Mm-hmm. So when these things happen to us and, and our experience and how we dealt with it and, and how we moved forward, that then becomes examples for others to see how to do it. And this and it would grow ex- exponentially and be a huge benefit to mankind if more and more people started to grasp these concepts. You know, I lost a friend two weeks ago today. I don't know if you saw that on Facebook or, you know, I put a little article about it on LinkedIn. But at any rate, when it happened, it was like all I could do was cry all the same long. Well, there's a certain amount of grief that we have to Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, I'm normally fairly calm and sanguine. I understand that there's a master plan and God does things for a reason and, you know, all of these things. And Ernie says to me, he goes, you're a mess. All you can do is cry. You're a mess. And I said, don't say that. He said, say I'm very emotional. <laughs> it was the first laugh I had all that day, you know. So anyway, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, I wrote in a little article on LinkedIn, I said, isn't it interesting how, you know, when someone cries, men will say they broke down and cry, and women will say, I had a good cry, you yeah. know, right? Yeah, so, because anyway. it feels good after, I mean, yeah, we just, our guest this week it's was... It's a release, Alan. it's Alan. a release, right? Our, yeah, our guest this week was Alan Klein, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's he's registered the trade, trademark of being the jollytologist. A legitimate what? He's he's registered the trademark of being the jollytologist. Tologist? Jollytologist. Jolly what is a jollytologist? Like he's he's just jolly and oh. kind oh, of a jolly play on words. Okay, yeah. so like an expert in jolly. And That's he cute. Is, oh, it's just and he's written like twenty four books on the art of, of his his whole message is just lighten up. This guy is amazing. He his That's great. His vital is a mile long. I mean, he's been there, done that. He was actually the set designer for Captain Kangaroo. Wow. Wow. I know. That's I remember sitting in front of the TV watching oh Captain God. Kangaroo every morning when I was a little little kid. 
this guy's yeah. been all over. He's got a um, master's degree in humor or whatever that would. I, I don't remember exactly what the name of his degree is, but he's just studied it. You know, and it all started when his wife died, right? <laughs> he needed to find some it's something to uplift him. And he started to, you know, go to comedy clubs or whatever and, and just started to find laughter. And he thought, wow, if this could do this for me, what could it do for the rest of the world? And so right. he spent, and this was back in the late seventies. So he spent this entire time writing all of these books about happiness and humor and laughing and, you know, just lightening up. So it's pretty interesting. Good. It was a good, good show. I've had him on before. I'm sure, I'm sure at some point in your journey, you've read the story of Dr. Norman Cousins, who was told, you know, um, get your affairs in order, you're dying, you know, whatever disease he had or whatever. And he started renting funny movies like Three Stooges and Laurel and Hardy and stuff like this. I think this was like in the 1960s or 70s. And he laughed himself right out of whatever disease yeah. he had and yeah. lived another 22 years. Medical science is proving it, and, and yeah, it's just unreal. Yeah, yeah and, and, yeah. and that's opening up, you know, getting rid of that negative self-talk and that negative thinking and that, you know, the, the things that bring us down because you're just, your cells are in tune to that low energy vibration and they don't have the energy to fight whatever it is that's attacking your body. Right. Yeah, when you're when you're in that low space. That there's such low energy they they just really you, you can say they don't have the gumption to kick their ass, right? Mhm. But you bring that mm-hmm. energy level up and boy those cells kick in, they have the power and they want to they're excited to do things. They want they want us they want to live as much as you do. I mean, it's like but you get down right. in that low energy, they don't know any difference. It's like, okay, you're all done. We're we're done too. You know, whatever. Right. Blah blah blah. Whatever. All right. So the last thing we have here in the uh uh chapter subheadings is making room for bigger and better. Well we and you touched about on that. this at the very beginning of our our call together, but let's talk about it a little bit more. We could use that story of, of the lady praying to the elevator god. Yes. Okay. She'll share the story again. She. She. It was like she well, it was an put things building. on the elevator to get rid of them. Yeah, and I would notice. I, you know, every day going back and forth up and down that elevator a couple times, I would notice the stuff in the elevator, and it was cool stuff. I mean, I can't say that I took anything because I don't know that anything was that appealing to me. But you know, nice salt and chep, salt and pepper shakers on the rails and pictures and plants and clocks and you know just cool stuff and it was still working and good stuff and i get on the elevator and i'd see this stuff in the elevator i'm like what the heck is going on here why would somebody do this and it it wouldn't have been i wouldn't it wouldn't have been so noticeable if it didn't happen all the time right 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 like almost daily yeah not so much daily, but I'd say two or three times a week at least, maybe once or twice a week. We'll say that. Okay. And, you know, I, I would come home from work and then think, oh, I need to go to the store, and I'd go get in the elevator, and it'd be gone. Or there'd be something else there, or it might still be there. I'd go to the store, come back, and it'd be gone. So I, there was obviously a process going on here, and I was dumbfounded. And, and finally, I forget how I figured it out, 
but it was it was only a building. I think there were set six or eight apartments in it, so it it had to be <laughs> one of these people, right? Well, there's a woman that lived all the way on the top floor, and I finally figured it out. And one day she got in the elevator with me, and, and I looked at her, and I said, you're the one. And she looked at me kind of funny, and I said, you're the one putting the stuff in the elevator. And she just got this big smile on her face, and she goes, yeah, I'm practicing the law of abundance. And I was and- like, and I knew about it then, and I understood that that was the way that she was keeping the flow going for things to come into her life. And she she really wasn't attached to these things. And she would bring them into her living space and enjoy them for a while. And then she would go out and pray to the elevator God that, here, give this to somebody else. I want something new. And she would get... Oh, so she would give it away before she... Uh, manifested something new in her life. Exactly. Wow. She she would make room for it, and and then it would you know however it appeared in her life. I didn't I didn't that, that was about the only conversation her and I ever had was in the elevator. Once I figured out who it was that was doing that, and that was the reason why. And it was just and it was about that time that I was beginning to understand the concepts. So. You know, it was a teaching lesson for me on how that worked and an understanding of that reciprocation that occurs when we enact this type of behavior. Right. Right. It's it's really good. So, I mean, now we're starting to get into that clutter where, you know, we fill our houses with this stuff that we think that we need and we just keep stacking our house up and finally it just, you know, it's just like this cluttered mess. There's so much money that's made on industries that have sprung up because people put too much stuff in their houses. (laughs) Housing, house buildings, one, because we've had to make our houses builder. Right, right. I mean, if you look at the houses that were built in the 50s and 60s, they were small, and they had little closets, and right, the garages right. were just big enough for a car. And <laughs> you, you think about, like, those plastic bags where you use the vacuum to suck the air out of it so it squishes down and right, you can right, fit more right. in your closet. Yeah. Or, or, you know, like California closets, you know, to kind of organize things and all that. So, anyway, that's funny. That's funny. I did learn from Ernie quite a few years ago. He said, never buy something new unless you're willing to get rid of something old. Sure. You know? And, but, you know, in, in, in that context, I'll tell you, there are whole industries that have sprung up taking people's stuff, right? So finally people get to that point where they're just overflowing with stuff and they finally decide, okay, this has got to go, this has got to go, and they take it to Value Village or... Or, or how about there's a there's a business I don't know if they're still in business or not I'll check this out but there was a business that sprang up about fifteen twenty years ago called Play It Again Sam and what they would do is they would come and pick up your old exercise equipment that sat in the garage and became a clothes hanger because you never used it right. and they would refurbish it and resell it for like a fraction of the price that was their entire business model right. selling used exercise equipment. You know? There's a lot of that, and it's just, I mean, they will come and get the stuff, you know, curbside. You just call them up, different companies, and they will just come in and take your stuff. 
Whatever yeah. it is, it doesn't matter. They take it all. I mean, tons of people on eBay who sell used stuff. Oh, and there's another huge, yeah. Right. I, I mean, I mean so that's many billion dollar, you know, right. thing, right? I mean, I I take my kids school shopping at Value Village. A, they like it because there's such a variance of stuff there, and. Most of the stuff they find is brand new. It's never even been worn. <laughs> right, right. I go to places like that every once in a while, and somehow I always manage to find something that's like either a very high-end designer yeah. brand, yeah. you know, or I find something that's a nice brand and still has the tags on it. Yeah, my daughter came you know? up with this purse. It was some coach or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was coach, but it was a high-end purse and five bucks. Yeah, I, I got a purse at the Goodwill. This was a couple months ago. It was five bucks, and it was from Harrods of London, where the oh. Queen of England shops and everything. Right. You know, and and it was like perfect, brand new condition. You know. Yeah. So anyway, so closing thoughts on abundance. Closing thoughts. I think the biggest thought is, and I already blew my big thought. But that was, you know, it's not a matter of how much you can get. It's a matter of how much can you stand. And you have to believe that this works for millions and millions of people, and it can work for you too. Yay. That's good. That's a good closing thought. It kind of wraps it all up. Yeah. I don't think it'd be so prevalent in our society or so talked about or so written about or... I mean, it's been hashed out for thousands thousands of years. And I don't think it would be so popular if it didn't work or if people didn't get results from it. Is there um, evidence of stuff like, say, in the Bible or other holy books that's about abundance? Yeah, there is. There's lots of it, isn't there? Sure. It's everywhere, as you know... um, um, I'm trying to think of something Jesus said that I'll find it. I mean, we could quote that if we wanted to. Um, you know, yeah, uh, with my new Windows 10, I can just type in, and I don't even have to like go to Google or go to Bing or anything. I just type in abundance quotes in the Bible, and it, you know, it's sure. just it's like right there on this little line. In fact, I can speak it in if I turn on the. Yep. Um, turn on the little microphone if I like. But to me, it's like, oh, what the heck? I type pretty fast, so I just do it that way. But I just type in abundance quotes in the Bible, and bingo, they just start popping up, you know, or whatever I'm looking for, you know. Kind of a cool new thing with Windows 10. So anyway, all right. the future. What's that? I said it's the future. It's the future, yeah. Did you see what Apple just came out with? Well, I know they came out with the Apple Watch a couple months ago. No, just what yesterday, was... the Apple Pen. The oh, what's I-Pen. the Apple Pen? The iPen. It yeah, works, what's the iPen? It works with the new. Uh, it works with the well. There's a new iPad out, the iPad Pro, I think. And I think that this pen works with the iPad and the iPhones, but it is artistic, and it is intelligent. And I don't know how to describe it when you're drawing with it, depending on what angle you put it at, is the thickness of the brush. Of the line, yeah. 
Um, like, almost like a calligraphy pen, it sounds like. You should see what people are doing with the calligraphy and this pen. It's pretty incredible. Not only that, you can use it to draw even mechanical drawings because it knows. Um, I think oh, you have to use it with the iPad, though, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm very into cool pens. I have, it's a stylus. you know, most it's people, not a it's pen. like, it's a stylus. They, oh, it's a stylus. Okay. All right. All right. But yeah. They call it the I iPen. The iPen. I have this little thing in my, I keep in my purse that's just for carrying pens. It's just kind of like a little sort of piece of fabric, kind of Chinese looking I got from Chinatown and it's got a little zipper down the side. Is it just grips your thumb and your finger just right and puts your, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I have these cool <laughs> pens in there that I keep, you know. So anyway, I don't lose them because I keep them in my little container. So anyway. Okay, good. This is good. And um, next week, same time, same station. Okie dokie. Hopefully okay. you got some good stuff and We'll I did. What, we'll see what Denise cranks out. It's just I'm just amazed at how how well that comes together. Yeah, That's thank you. Cool. Yeah, you're very welcome. I, very I hired much. the right person. I can tell it's going to be yeah. a thing. I don't know. Okay. What are you are are you are you what are you thinking? The it's flowing. Is it flowing? Well, I'll tell you what. I would say this is right up my alley. You know, I love this kind of book. Okay, nice. so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very pleased with, you know, how you and I are 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 connecting from week to week in our, and you know, once in a while a little chat. I was a little bit concerned about the dedication and commitment chapter, you know, not worried, but a little bit concerned because you know the week after we had that conversation, you came on and it was kind of like that's not right, you know. I mean, you may <laughs> might not have said those words. But it was like, oh, I have to make a good chapter out of something that he didn't feel comfortable with, you know. It's like, well, I so, think it was my lack of preparedness. It wasn't anything on your part at all. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it was. It's just I was taking that content and trying to turn it into something valuable and not redundant and something that adds to the equation and the book and everything. And, you know, by the time I sent it to you, I felt really good about it. Oh, it's, it's so nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thanks. Sometimes you get to the point where you're like, can I even see the forest from the trees anymore? Because <laughs> I've been over it, you know, like scrolling up and down and going, wait a minute, this sentence could go up, should go up on page two rather than on page seven. That turned yeah. out really good. Really nice. I think my favorite, thanks. though, is still being, is the mystery. But In the mystery, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just uh, just that those words, I think, are just really cool, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Good, good, good. Okay, well, I will talk to you in a week. Um, I'm going to be working on the, uh, the health chapter next, okay. and I'm going to introduce. I mean, are you okay with the idea of introducing a male character, or do you think sure. I should just that put a male? Cool. You like it? Maybe, maybe we can have them meet in the end and fall in love, or have something. a groovy life together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, I, I think I, I kind of like getting, that idea. Getting a perspective, you know, from the female and the male. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking, and yep. I did very, very Guys briefly, totally like, like yeah, like one sentence introduce a guy named Ryan who works in the coffee shop with her, and right. I was thinking I just might use Ryan, you right. know, because we already work together, but it's like I want it to be like right now they barely notice each other, 
you know. But when they start increasing their energy and blah, 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 it's like they start noticing, you know. Nice. (laughs) Anyway. Little story in the sub-story. Yeah, right. So by the time the end of the book comes, you know, they have the careers they want, they have the abundance they want, they have, you know, love that they wanted, you know, like it's just a whole turnaround. What is it that we're talking about next? It is gratitude? Looks like gratitude. Clutter. Clutter. We're going to go with clutter. We're going to go with clutter. Yeah, you know, I really think it's so important. Yeah. It's like it's so, clutter is so abundant. (laughs) You know, I mean, it, it's so pervasive, and I think it's such a big, big factor right. for people, especially right. people who've, who've grown up in this whole Internet world their entire lives. It's like right. they don't even know. They think multitasking is a good thing, and it leaves them, you know, I mean, there's studies now that prove that multitasking is not a good, good you know? It, it, it's kind of a farce to think that you can even do it because it really doesn't. Right, right. You know, when I when I noticed it, and I'll let you go because it's a little bit after 7 here, but when I really got, I had always had this feeling like this just doesn't feel right, but I had prided myself on being the kind of person who could do 10 things at once right. and keep it all straight in my head, is I was working at the point where it's like I cannot run any faster. This would be maybe uh, like... 15 years ago or something. I was working for Robert Allen. And one time I went into his office and he had me he had me sit down in front of him while he took a phone call. And what I noticed is that he handled one thing at a time. Right. Like while he was on that phone call, it was like I wasn't even there in the room. You know, and then he hangs up the phone and he turns to me and he goes, thank you for waiting. And he was 100% focused on me. And then his son came into the room and he's 100%, you know what I mean? And I was driving home from his office, and I thought, well, that's easy for him. He's a millionaire, you know. And then, like a mile later down the freeway, I think, well, maybe that's how he got there, <laughs> or at least part of it, well, you, you know? know. You know, if you, it, it, it's a caveman thing. Well, yeah, I know, that the whole idea that men, you know. Have you the, seen that play? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I haven't. Oh I, my gosh, I, it's the longest it, running play ever on history, and it's just it's right down the street from you. If you ever get a chance, grab your husband. It is a hoot. Right. Yeah. Defending the caveman, and I think I forget what hotel it's at. Um, I I can find it easy yeah. enough. Oh, I, I even wrote. I even wrote in my book about how the corpus callosum that band of tissue that runs between the left and right hemispheres of the brain is a little bit more well-developed in women than it is in men, so it makes it easier for us to bounce signals back and forth between right. different well, sides you know of the where, brain. You know where that comes yeah. from is because women were out picking berries. That's why they're so good with color because they had to distinguish color, right, from roots and berries and, and things like that. And while they're picking berries and keeping their eyes on the and children. They got, and they got a baby in a sling, and they're, and you they're know, looking, looking out, out for saber-toothed tigers. Exactly. It's that whole thing where the men were out, and they were just focused on that kill, that deer right. or whatever it was. And, exactly. and, yeah, and, and here's another really cool part about that is while those men were out in the bush doing that, they didn't talk because it would scare the animals, right? Sure. So that's where sure. that whole communication. But yet, when the women are picking berries, they're just da 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 da. So 
It, and that was good because it keeps the saber-toothed tiger away, right? <laughs> it's quite interesting when when you you look at those correlations. A good buddy of mine does um, um, breaking the man code, and that's what his whole presentation to women is: is about the differences in the way we work and where that comes from, and it's really good stuff. Anyway, Freud, Freud said it well: anatomy is destiny. <laughs> All right, so I'll meet with you in a week, and okay. uh, we'll keep moving forward. And there we go. look for a character named Ryan in the next chapter you receive. So. Okay. Okay. All right. All Take right. care. Bye-bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.